This is Football CFB, the home of unique football content. I never told you You scared off the vultures I never told you You scared off the ghosts living in my head That lay lonely in the dirt That Joined on CFB this evening by Mark Russell, a player I was I was lucky enough to watch at Morton for for quite a few years before he moved on to, to pastures now with Falkirk and then now with Finn Harps. First of all, Mark, how are you? Uh, I'm excellent. Um, happy to be on with yourself, and um, hopefully you're all good yourself too. And staying safe. Staying safe and, and just trying to sort of keep as busy as I can with restrictions seem to change over here on a, a daily basis. So. Just trying to keep up with what's going on, and, and now that the football's back, that's that's the main thing for keeping me entertained. I've got to be honest. But in terms of yourself, how are you? How's life over in Ireland? Because it was a move that when you made raised a few eyebrows over here. But you seem to be doing very well out there. Yeah, well, it was one that kind of obviously had my six months at Falkirk, and it never worked out the way really I wanted it to. And um, after that, I wanted to get a, another full season rather than. Um, six months or whatever which was left of the season so obviously this opportunity popped up and it was one I was quite happy to go and go and try out and see how I liked it. And in terms of the club and the league as such you mentioned the fact you wanted a full season you're playing sort of summer football I know obviously the Covid situation will have affected that have you found that strange at all compared to the, the sort of Scottish season that goes August to me? Yeah, that was it. When I first came over, um, I think it was February or something I signed and then went right through and you got a week's break in um, kind of June time. So that's like your break. And then when you finish in October time, well, it was November last year, the start of November, um, you get Christmas and stuff off. So it was a wee bit different because it was the first time I'd like, obviously had Christmas for that off because of what I'm used to back home. And in terms of the league itself, how have you how have you found it compared to Scottish football? Because you've played League One over here and Championship as well. Yeah, it's, it's quite similar in ways. Um, it's quite similar. Some obviously, if you're there's bigger teams in the league or whatever, a wee bit, a wee bit more money or whatever, and obviously better quality players. Um, but I've, but mostly the same kind of similar standard. If you'd ask me. And in terms of some of the, the teams in the league, you talked about some big names over here. Dundalk are obviously a big name. You've got Cork, you've got Derry City. What's it like coming up against those teams? Because they, they're teams that, as I say, are well-known in the UK and have played in European qualifiers in recent years as well. Yeah, that's it. Obviously, you want to, I'm kind of one of the smaller teams in the league. So, obviously, once we're playing a few of the bigger names or whatever, you want to go out and show what we can do as, as a kind of smaller team in the league. But obviously... Last night with Shamrock Rovers playing AC Milan and stuff like that, it's good. It's good for the league. And in te- you mentioned the fact that Finn Harps are, are one of the smaller clubs within the League of Ireland. Last season was a, an up and down season. You were in the, the relegation playoffs, but you stay in the league and you get a goal in it. So you must have fond memories of that in those games, at least. Yeah, that was brilliant. It was um, funny enough that we played the first game and it was on a Monday night away to um, Drogheda up in Dublin, and um, they beat us one 0 I think they thought the tie was dead and buried at the 1-0 because they celebrated as if, they were, as if they were coming up into the league or whatever. 
and um, they came up and played us on the Friday night and I was lucky enough to score and we won that game 2-0 so we managed to stay up which was deli- which was obviously brilliant See in terms of the changing room over there is it very similar to a Scottish changing room with the characters or is it even more mental? Uh, it's a bit different yeah um, a lot of them can't understand what I'm saying sometimes on so they talk <laughs> slow which is annoying but no it's you get obviously a few nutters and or what else, and you get a few, a few quieter ones, but just that's the way it is in that changing room. So I'm enjoying it. To, to get back to the start with you, Mark, um, Morton is, is where you're really known for establishing yourself as a player. Um, but you were at St Mirren as a youth. Yeah, I was just um, I was, I was initially at St Mirren Boys Club, and um, when I first came up through the ranks, I think it was twelve or thirteen or something. I played up front when I was younger. And um, I always remember it to this day. They said, I um, we're quite fancy as a left back. And I went, nah, it's not for me. So I never signed or anything like that. So, so I just went back to playing up front with my youth days. And then obviously signed with Morton when I was 16. And when you signed for Morton, was the idea for you to be playing further up the pitch? Or was the the eye for Morton's point of view to, to mould you into defender as well? Well, in that, I was kind of, I played like a left kind of forward in my at the under-17s at Morton. And then when I pushed up into full-time, it was we played a 4-4-2, so I was always left of the midfield four. And then, obviously, I think it was actually David Hopkin, Hoppy, it's the manager at the minute, that pushed me back one further back. And then I started kind of making one or two appearances off the bench, but it was always at left mid under Alan Moore. So I was kind of chopping and changing between the two positions. In terms of your professional debut, just sum up what it's like when you make a debut because every young boy when they're growing up dreams of getting into the first team and, and you make your debut coming on for Dougie Emery who's a player who had an incredible career in football. Yeah, that's it. Obviously, it was, I came in, it was my first full-time season so I came in and I just wanted to work as hard as possible and obviously try as hard, hard as I could to get my, make my debut and obviously push on from there. But I, was, I always remember it. It was the last three minutes against Dumbarton in a home game. I always remember it and I get the shout and then you're just that nervous coming on. You're like, give me the ball or whatever. No, but it was just brilliant. Brilliant that day to make my debut. In a strange way, um, relegation for any club is, is never a good thing. But for your personal circumstances, was the club going down to League One, from a selfish point of view, helpful for you in the sense that it gave you the chance to establish yourself as a regular first team member when the club was in League One? Yeah, I would say so. I, kind of pushed, I think I played the last five or six games under Kenny Shields, obviously, before before they left or whatever. But nah, for, for me, it, was, it suited me going down to League One. And, I think it was only 18-19 at that time, so get down to League One and then hopefully, well, obviously the new manager came in, Jim Duffy at the time, and the idea was just for me to to push myself and push on and try and, try and make that left, left back or left mid spot my own. I've spoken to quite a few guys that have played under Jim Duffy and played with yourself, Michael Tidsa, um, among a few others, Connor Pepper, um, Ricky Lamy, and everybody says the same thing about Jim Duffy. He, he, they always say that as a manager, he, he you knew what he wanted from you, and that made it a joy to play under. Yeah, that's it. It was obviously it was tough, tough at times on myself, obviously because I was a young boy just coming through. But obviously, looking back on it, it was just it was just trying to push me, and he always kept me on the the straight and narrow, and always kind of if I needed an arm round, my arm was always there for me, and just kind of looked after me when I was there. 
And in terms of that League One season, obviously the club wins the league to, to get promotion, gets to the quarterfinals of the Challenge Cup as well. What, what was it like playing in a team that was winning basically every week? Because Declan McManus that season, I know he was on loan, but he was an absolute fire. Aye, that's it. Just, I think everybody just had a bit of confidence and belief and just obviously won the league on the last day. But I think we had our ups and downs, obviously, that season. But everybody in the changing room just knew we were going to win the league that year. Just um, just going through the changing room, the confidence, confidence was ours now, everybody. It was just one of the things we went on and won the league, and it was just brilliant for the club. One of the individuals I want to ask you about is is um, Connor Pepper. Just how good a footballer was he? Because obviously injuries took their toll on him, and luckily he's bounced back and he's he's playing at a really good level again now. But before his injuries, he looked so impressive. Yeah, that's it. Connor was he's always been a hard worker. Like yeah, I think I always remember he was playing centre mid at first, and he got pushed into that right back position. And kind of made up his own, and then he just kept on. Obviously, the horrendous injury, um, I remember it. Now, with a lot of bad luck or whatever, but he's always kept ahead, kept ahead down, worked hard, and um, obviously, it's paying off for him now. He's moved to Linfield. And another guy that, that gets talked about so often is is Ross Forbes. Just, just how good is he to play with? Because an absolute wand of a foot as well. Yeah, that's it. We've actually. Um, no, I can't speak high enough of Ross. Obviously, helped me when I was coming through as well. Um, just coming in for that right mid position and, and unleashing that left foot's just just unbelievable. Just probably one of the best left foots I've ever seen. Anyway, um, you just knew when he was coming in for that flank, it was got to be a goal. And in terms of the last day of the season, just somewhat what it was like getting into that game, knowing that you had to, to win to make sure you, you were wrapping up that title? That's that. Obviously, I always remember it because at the start of the week, um, obviously, Michael Tudzer was there, but he couldn't play or whatever. And he was just reassuring me to get the head down and just make sure I had a good weekend training, just look forward to the game or whatever. But it was, um, nah, it was just brilliant. Like for, the, for the Monday right through, right through to the Saturday, we just knew, we just knew that we were going to win that game. And in terms of the game itself, what do you remember when the full-time whistle goes? Because it's over 6,000 at Capital that day, which, as you know, having played there, doesn't happen every week. No, that's it. It was, it was mental. Um, I've, watched my, I've watched the game back a few times, obviously, afterwards, and I was just mental, everybody running on the park. Just everybody was absolutely delighted. I think it was made it even more sweeter that the fact we went 1-0 down in that game, so come back to win 3-1 so it was just an unbelievable day all round I think I even lost my boots that day <laughs> and in terms boy came on and took them so that's tremendous so it's one of those yeah. games as you mentioned the wee guy runs on takes your boots I imagine that's the sort of occasion that you look back fondly not just with the result on the park but the celebrations afterwards as well that's it I, as soon as as soon as that whistle went they're all rushing round and I was like nah I need to keep my boots on next season or whatever and then before you know it there's they're untied off, your shin guards are off. I think they were even asking for my socks and stuff like that, but just I was quite happy to give them whatever they wanted. <laughs> and in terms of in terms of that achievement, when you look back in, in that season, is that for you the proudest moment of your career so far? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Obviously it was my first proper breakthrough season as well. So to look back on it, maybe 
Um, my best I enjoyed it more at the minute at that time, but now looking back on it, I've got nothing but fond memories. And in terms of promotion, you're going up to the Championship. You mentioned Michael Tidser earlier. Obviously, Michael rejoined the club but couldn't play, which was frustrating. Whereas when you get back to, to that Championship, he's able to, to play, but has a, a tough time with injuries, it's safe to say. Just what was he like as a player? Because when I interviewed him, when I asked him about players that he really enjoyed playing with and expected to really kick on and go places, he mentions your name and crucially said he's still young enough to turn it around. And I know that I know that if he if he focuses himself, he absolutely will. Yeah, that's it. Michael's obviously was one of the guys that he can he can bounce ideas and say anything to, and he'll give you his, his honest opinion. Um, some days I've not really spoke to in a while, but. Hopefully catch up with him soon, but it was just one of the guys that really helped me um, when I was younger to kind of, because he's been there and done that himself, so when I was first coming through, he kind of, kind of would help me and just, just talk me through how to play the game really, and it was, I really enjoyed playing with Michael when obviously I could play with him, both obviously these bad injuries and stuff, but no, I really like playing with him, he's a lovely guy as well. And in terms of that season in the Championship, was it strange at all having Rangers and Hibs in the league in the sense that it kind of would have felt at times as if you were playing in the top flight? Yeah, that's it. Obviously, I've just come up and I was kind of young and a bit skinny. And um, I always remember Jim Duffy pulling me aside and he says, listen, if you're going to play every week here, you need to bulk up and work on your defensive duties and things like that. And that was something I really took on and something... That if I didn't do, I wouldn't have probably have played as much as what I did. But um, nah, it was just it was just brilliant. A dream come true playing at Ibrooks and stuff like that. And um, obviously with Hibs in the league, it was just that was another honour playing at Easter Road and stuff like that. And in terms of those teams in particular, what are your memories of playing them that season? Because Hibs especially, you you, you turned them over. Yeah, I always remember that night one um, down there, one three 0 um, I think Lost Forbes scored that night too. Um and Bobby Barr was excellent. I, that's about the best memories I've got here. Um no, I remember just going down and we controlled the game start to finish. Um and obviously the Rangers the game we drew to each at Ibrooks was probably one of the best days of my career so far as well. And I was going to come to that game as well on the fact that to, to, to go up to the championship, you've just won League One. You mentioned the fact that it's your breakthrough season. To, to establish yourself in a first team in the Championship, go Easter Road, win 3-0 and draw Ibrooks. I mean, as first seasons go, you, you can't really ask for much better. No, that's it. It's just everybody was, I think everybody was just so confident. And obviously Jim Duffy was working wonders at the time. We'd, like, we were feeling as if we could go to these places and get something. That was the thing. So, no, we'd go to the places and just work as hard as possible. And thankfully it paid off in the games. The next season, you think, finishing fifth in the first season back in the Championship, you think, how can the club improve in that? But they certainly do in the sense that you do well in the league, which we'll come to, but the run to the, to the League Cup semi-final against Aberdeen, just, just talk me through that run, because when you think of a team like, like Morton, to get to a National Cup semi-final, when you, when you consider the finances that you're, you're up against compared to the, the top flight clubs and even some of the bigger clubs in the Championship, just one of those incredible achievements that will be remembered fondly for a long time. Yeah, that's that. I remember it just, um, obviously I remember the night we beat Dundee United at home 
and we just all the boys were absolutely buzzing but we couldn't enjoy it that much because we had the game on a Saturday so because I'm sure that was a Tuesday night we played them I think it was 3-2 maybe I can't, I can't remember but I know we won the game anyway and I'm looking forward to that that semi-final draw and sitting watching it with the likes of Aberdeen Rangers and Celtic and you're sitting there in Greenock Morton's there as well so you know, that will take anybody so I'm just quite happy to be in that in the cup at the time How did Jim Duffy handle the build-up to that semi-final because I imagine that for for guys like yourself and other young guys in the team that and even just some of the more senior pros as well that had never played in a national semi-final I imagine he'd have had to have calmed the nerves ever so slightly I mean obviously you're buzzing to get there but were there real nerves going into that game because it was on the telly and it was against one of the big clubs in Scotland in Aberdeen? Um, for me there was a wee bit yeah um, I started getting a bit Surreal, see when you get the police escort to Hamden and things like that when you're in the bus. Like, obviously, I'd never had anything like that before. Um, but other boys were nervous, but it was just, just as soon as you make your first couple of passes and you get into the game, there is, you forget the occasion really and just, just enjoy the moment, I think. When you look back at that game, the semi final, 2 0 Aberdeen won in the end, but talk me through the chance early in the game because it's something that modern fans always talk about now. Ah, the Katongo chance. Yeah, everybody always just says, why did he not square the ball? Nah, it's just one of the things, isn't it? It was just, he took it on himself and it was unlucky. And I don't know if I was in the same the same kind of situation. I might have done the same as him, so I don't know. It was just, it was brilliant for us that season, so he can't, he can't complain or anything like that. We're just unlucky on the day. And in terms of him, you mentioned the fact he was brilliant that season. He was someone who... I think scared the scared every defender he came up against, especially at home when he was when he was getting in behind teams. Is that something that Jim Duffy made sure that he spoke to you about in terms of playing to your strengths with him in the team? Yeah, that was that. Obviously, I was I liked playing with the ball at my feet rather than put it in the channel, and that was something that me and Jim Duffy didn't sometimes agree on. But that was what was best for the team to put it in the channel or whatever. And obviously, Jai was raw pace was would usually get, get on the end there and make, get a throw in at the very least. And it was just something that worked well for us that season. The other game when it comes to Morton, I've got to ask you about derby matches against St Mirren. Just what are those games like to play in? Because I always feel that unless you know Morton, unless you know St Mirren, you probably aren't aware of what that fixture's like. Whereas when you actually go to them, the atmosphere's incredible. And it's one of those games where one bad pass when you're the home team leads to a barrage of abuse because the fans just want to win that game so much. Yeah, that's it. Obviously, I'm from Paisley, so a lot of my friends are St Mirren fans or whatever as well, so it makes it even more sweeter if when we won the game or whatever. But it was one of the it's one of the games you look forward to in the season, and especially when you turn them over, it's what a feeling it is, and everybody in the full town's just absolutely buzzing. And in terms of those games, does... Did Jim Duffy go into those games and change his game plan at all? Did he change anything or was it a case of we treat this as a normal game? Yeah, just I'd say just treat it as a normal game. Just take it as it comes. Um, just try, It was always, tempers were always flaring. It was 100 mile an hour for the first maybe 20 minutes or something. But after that, it calmed down and it calmed down. You just get into the game and you just really enjoy it. You mentioned the fact that you, you like the ball at your feet and you like driving forward, and that's again something you were you were very well known for at Morton. See, in terms of playing in that in the back four, playing as a left back, 
what was that like for you in the sense that you liked to bomb forward, but Jim Duffy, of course, is a manager who who is kind of defence minded first. Yeah, it was just it's just one of the things. I was just quite happy to be playing, and um, I liked to full backs pushing on, so it suited suited me well because I could drive on, push on, maybe not as much in the bigger games, but um, it's something that that I could do to my strengths and often enough against the bigger kind of teams who would play big Ricky at left back and me left mid sometimes and that would work well as well. And in terms of Lamy and, and Aware, what were they like as a, as a partnership to be playing alongside? Because I always say to people that, that maybe d- didn't watch the championship a lot and obviously people call me biased, but watching them two together was just for me arguably the strongest partnership in that league. Yeah, it probably was was for a bit. Yeah, they were just so solid between them, and I, they're good friends as well. So I'm good friends with them too. So, um, nah, it helped a lot, and obviously Lico Day played right back as well for a while. So we got on on well as well. So that helps, and obviously it seems to be solid enough for a while. I mentioned the fact that you get to the semi final, and people think, how do you improve upon that? But the, the, the second season in the Championship, that semi-final, obviously, we've spoken about, but you get to the playoffs. But the only thing is, you're, you're playing Dundee United, who, albeit they finished third, but they were because of their name and their stature in Scottish football, people fancied, fancied them to win. What were those playoff games like? Because the build-up was obviously massive down here. Um, the fact that the games were going to be covered live as well was, was something that was exciting. And when you think back to the first game in particular... You take the lead through aware. It's just one of those games where, looking back, you just think, how did we lose that game? Yeah, it was uh, just obviously big time scores. And then we lead the game and we're thinking, I we could go and maybe win this two or three. And just that was the way we were that season. Just really confident going on every game. And obviously we took the lead. And then it just, I don't know, they just, I don't know, I think they just get a grip holding the game. And obviously they'll finish 2 1. And then we go down to Tannadice and it's just, obviously we need to go for it and obviously we get caught out trying to go for the game, but it was just one of the things, maybe on another day it might have went our way in the first game. And in terms of that second game, I think, as I say, speaking to a few of the guys so far, they they, they, do, they did it, but in the second game, when you're chasing it, you can, you can tire towards the end and, and obviously Dundee United are, are able to take advantage of that, but they, everyone looks back in the season with pride because... It's safe to say everybody tried their all. Um, and Jim Duffy, as well, was, was proud of the guys in the dressing room after the game, as, as people have said too. How did you feel at the end of that game yourself in regards to the following season? Is it one of those things where when you get to the playoffs, you think, right, we'll do this again next year? Or is there something in the back of your mind that maybe worries and goes, have we peaked? No, nah, it was just one of the things we, we came for when we got to that semi-final. It was just... The fact that I think a lot of the boys thought we could push on and maybe maybe get the third to fourth place again, but it was just it's a tough ask. Obviously, that was a brilliant season for the club, but it's a tough ask to go and go and kind of do it again. But it was just it was just frustrating at the time. I remember because a lot of the boys were tired. It'd been a long a long hard season or whatever, and it kind of kind of and obviously we get the playoffs, but we kind of get nothing nothing out of it, but. It was just a, it was a great season to look back on and, and just one I look back with with pride. Jim's last season at the club, your last season with the club as well, 
it's a, a strange season in many ways in the, th- in the sense that you have the victory over St Mirren comprehensively 4-1 at Capolo towards the start of the season. But for whatever reason, towards the end of the season, maybe it was because there was rumbles, rumblings of, of players leaving and moving on, maybe maybe a, a club in a higher division or whatever it may be. But things did seem to stall towards the end of that season. Obviously, Jim ends up leaving as well and there's a lot of change. Why do you think that the last season ended the way it did for you and obviously for, for Jim Duffy as well? I don't know really. Um, maybe because we were a bit really inconsistent that season. Um, just I don't think we could get a right team because um, we chopped and changed it a wee bit and with different players in different positions and things like that. No, just a wee bit. I don't know. We didn't look as solid as what we had done this the season before. It was just one of the things. It's just I suppose all good things come to an end, but. It was just to look back on it. It was a it was a frustrating season for me and for the team. And in terms of yourself at the end of the season, and obviously Tam Aware moves on, a few others move on as well, including yourself. Did you want to stay at the club at that point, or in your head did you think to yourself it probably is best if I go? Well, it was a a bit of both really because obviously I'd only ever really worked with Jim Duffy before, and then he's away and. That was away on holiday and things like that. And I got a text, obviously, from the new manager at the time. It was Ray McKinnon. Get a text saying, yeah, I'm, you're in my plans or whatever. And I was like, all right, good. I'm in, in his plans. And then it kind of... I'd spoke with my agent and it was a kind of... Like, at one or two other clubs interested and stuff. And I kind of just like, held on and held on. And then it was it was getting to the stage, the, obviously, Martin or Buck going back to pre-season. And then... Um, I kind of spoke with the manager and we came, came to a decision that it would be best for me to move on and try something new. And that was that was a bit of both, really, because I'd been there for so long and I felt as if I needed to... Because I'd a lot of things on and off the park for that season, which I'll not really go into detail, but there's a lot of things off the park that season that kind of interrupted my performances and the way I was that season. But I just felt, for me, it was best best for the club and best for me to move on that time. Well, as you say, it's one of those situations where the sort of time to part comes for, for both parties, and it does for you. Ultimately, in the end, obviously, we've talked about moving to Ireland and, and, and it's going well there, but ultimately, when you leave Morton and you look back at that period, are you disappointed with the way it went in the sense that because you held on that wee bit, you ended up going to Falkirk and, and things were sort of hit and miss there? Yeah, that was it. it was obviously, I'd, I'd held on and had nothing concrete um, in place at that time. And um, obviously, I get because I was training my Falkirk just as, for fitness to see um, to see if anything else popped up. Really, because I knew that they had like a left back or whatever in place, and um, just nothing really, nothing came up. I kind of dragged it out too long, and maybe looking back, it was. The wrong decision on my part, but it's just one of the things that have, that's happened and I just need to deal with it and go on with it. You mentioned the fact you have to deal with it and, and go on with it, and, and you're right that you do, but I think it's also admirable that you're reflecting that and admit that. And as Michael Tidson, as I said, said to me on the record when I interviewed him, he said, people sometimes say about Mark that obviously it didn't work out after Morton or whatever, but he's still young enough to to get his career back in track to where he wants it to be. Is that how you're feeling now that you're over in Ireland, that you're in a place where 
You're playing week in, week out. You scored an important goal last year in their crucial game. You've got another season under your belt this year. Are you just thinking to yourself, if I can keep playing week in, week out, making sure I'm fit, I can get myself back and beyond where, where I know I can be? Yeah, that's it. Really, obviously, I signed with Falkirk and um, I was doing a lot of fitness training myself. Um, when I first went to them, I signed a six-month contract. Um, for the idea was for me in the January to move on after that. But obviously, with I'd been in with Paul Hartley and I absolutely loved him. Couldn't, couldn't speak highly enough of him and the assistant when I went there and um, him and Youngie. That was brilliant. I played, I think, three or four games and then obviously... He gets sacked and then Ray McKinnon comes in and just goes downhill from there, really. And then I come over here and just um, took me a wee while to adapt because I wasn't fit and stuff. But now I'm enjoying it and just kind of playing week in, week out and looking forward to the future. In terms of that situation, I'm not really necessarily asking about Ray McKinnon straight away, but see when you leave a club that a manager maybe wanted to keep you at and you move on elsewhere and then he turns up at the next club, What's that feeling like when when that happens? Do you kind of know that your days are numbered? I was I was actually happy when he first came because I thought I really liked me so and he wanted to keep me at Morton so I was ah yes he's that's him in um, and he comes in and everything's fine training's good training well or whatever and then it kind of like it was it, it was one of the processes because we had a lot of English boys on as well. So it was like a fully new team and I think it was 20 of us or something. I think he just wanted his own players and his own team. And um, that's up to him because he's a manager. But um, that was just one of the things that happened. And it was just, I don't know, I was just, I just trained hard, put the head down and was hoping to get a chance. But obviously it never happened. It didn't happen, but you're playing week in, week out now as we've discussed. You're enjoying life, which is good, enjoying your football again. Just before you go, a couple of quick fire questions for you, Mark. Best player you've played with? Um, it's a tough one. Um, got to mention about Gav Gunning, I think. Gavin Gunning for the probably the six months that my play he plays at us for. Just absolutely brilliant player. I don't know. He could probably play at play at a high, high level. Um, he's just one of the guys, just an absolute loony bun. Just met all the guys. Well, I was going to ask you because everybody that I've spoken to who's played with him at Morton or elsewhere has always got a Gavin Gunning story. So, so what's yours? Um, probably when I lifted his top up one day. And um, I said, I just I always remember, I said, Gavin, what's that? I just thought it was a birthmark or something. And he says, I, I was on holiday with one of my pals and he just put a cigar out on my stomach. I was like, what's this guy up to, man? But now that I'm in Ireland, he's... It's not just him, there's, there's loads of them like that. <laughs> Brilliant, man. He's just, as I say, he's just an absolute character. And as I say, everybody that's played with him has got, has got a story or two. He's just, just somebody that I think lives on at every club he's played at. In terms of yourself, uh, toughest opponent? Um, trying to think. Probably um, Patrick Robertson, we played Celtic, I think. He was just now on the block and I think James Forrest had played and then he came off and I think I was a bit tired anyways. And then he came on as a sub and I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> is that the, see, he's a fullback. Is that the ultimate nightmare when it's like 60 or 70 minutes into the game and they put somebody on with pace and you just think, here we go. 
because the game was basically done anyway. I think it was two or three and all at that time, and it was just they were struggling it, and then he's coming on wanting to make an impression and stuff, and I'm like, oh no, here we go. See, in terms of yourself and your career, who would you say is the most underrated player you've played with? Um, try to think. Maybe Andrew Murdoch, I think. Um, I probably Murdoch, I would say. He's at Air United now, but he was a good wee player and good hardy player. Um, it's just never really, never really thought it was anything brilliant, but see, watching back and how influential and how good he was at just doing his job in the park. He was a good player. Well, I always think when you when you look back at that team with Morton and season when you talk about Ray McKinnon, the fact he, he came in, the first thing he did was let him go, was baffling for me because I know he's obviously had a wee injury recently and whatever, but for me, I agree, he was a sort of unsung hero, so I definitely think that's a good choice. And in terms of manager, is it is it Jim Duffy, you would say, is the, the manager that's had the, the biggest impact in your career so far? Yeah, I'd say so. It's him or... I try to think, well, I had big hoppy when I was my reserve manager. He gave me my, like, my full debut, so, so I really enjoyed him. Jim Duffy, obviously, for the five five or six years he worked with me, um, was absolutely brilliant. And then for the for a very short time, I was with Paul Hartley. He was absolutely brilliant as well. So I was just gutted that he, he was, I not got to work with him more, really, when I was at Falkirk. And in terms of Morton as such as well, do you reflect back in that period with Fodness, obviously, the way it ended for yourself, for the club, obviously, what happened next with Ray McKinnon, etc. The season afterwards was, was mental up and downs anyway. But how do you reflect on your time there overall? Because the League One success we've talked about was, was an achievement for you in your first real full season, the semi-final, the playoffs. On paper, I would say, looking back, a very successful spell, and I would imagine for you a happy one. Yeah, that was it. It was just a pity it came came to an end the way it did, but there's just have nothing but fond memories between obviously the managers, the fans, the players and everything like that. And it was just a great time for myself and my career. A really enjoyable one. And in terms of the future, you're you're working hard over in Ireland. Is the hope for you long term to stay in Ireland or one day do you want to come back to Scotland? Um, I don't know really. Um I've just really taken it as it is a season at a time. Um, and just see what comes up for that really obviously I'd like to be back with my family and my friends and stuff at, at some point but at the minute I'm really enjoying myself over here Brilliant. Well as I say I wish you every success and, and hopefully um, you continue to enjoy your football out there because as I say you're a player that at the t- when you were at Morton playing week in week out the fans had, had, had fond feelings towards and it would be great to see you back in Scottish football hopefully in the next couple of years, playing week in, week out at a good level again. So I wish you every success and thanks again for coming on. Right, no bother, mate. Thanks very much. So we'll dive down to the ocean And we'll make our home in a deep sea cave And our shells will all be open They'll be filled with song, they'll be filled with song We'll dive down to the ocean And we'll make our home in a deep sea cave Shells will